You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome to Flawless Noises Media Network. We've put together a compilation featuring previews of all of our wonderful show's episodes from the past two weeks. Please, feel free to share with your friends, family, co-workers, significant others, Twitter and Instagram followers, and more. In doing so, you will help others get to know our sound. And don't forget, we also have a Patreon that features exclusive bonus content. For a small monthly fee, you'll have access to both audio and video content. Go to patreon.com slash flawless noises to sign up. We thank you for your support and look forward to bringing you more hashtag content. This is Mama Meets World, hosted by Brie. I think that I became a better parent when I stopped spanking because when you stop spanking, you have to parent. I'll, I'll say that, and I mean that. When you stop spanking your kid, when you stop using spanking as a cover-up and a coverall for parenting, then you have to really parent. I fundamentally believe that spanking is wrong. I have not always believed that spanking is wrong. Um, when I first became a parent, all I did was mirror the parents around me. So I didn't really have my own thoughts and opinions. I thought parenting was something that you did like your mother, like their mother, like their mothers, you know, before them. Of course, you learn something new and different with every child, but I was kind of following a blueprint that I was given. I was definitely spanked as a child. Um, and I think that if I had not been spanked as a child, things would have turned out differently for me. I know a lot of people hang on to the trauma of, oh, I was spanked as a kid and nothing happened to me. And notice I call it trauma because I'm just like, why do we need to use that excuse as a reason to inflict violence on our children? I know that everybody is not going to feel that way and that's fine. I'm also not calling myself perfect and saying that I have never spanked my children because that's not true either. In a moment of frustration or when I didn't know any better, uh, a quick pop or something was the way that you get your kids attention. That's what I was told. That's what I was always told. I truly believe that having violence as the first reaction to anything that I did wrong made me a lot less likely to go to my mother for help because in my mind, she could make a way, she could have a way to make anybody or any situation feel like I was the wrong, the person that was fucked up in the situation. And that came with, with punishment. So I didn't want to get punished. Um, I learned to be a good liar. I learned to be a person who snuck around as a teenager and a preteen because I wasn't trying to get my tail tore up. And I think that the, the flip side of that was there weren't a lot of open, honest conversations uh, with my mother growing up because I felt like the outcome was always going to be a beatdown. So I stopped telling her things. There is something about spanking that brings out the the worst in people in my opinion um when i see arguments online about spanking on twitter or whatever it seems like people are really quick to put their children through the trauma that they experienced 
um, everybody's heard stories about getting beat with extension cords and beat with rulers or beat with whatever your mom could find. And I, I'm not going to lie. My mom spanked the shit out of me. <clears throat> Sometimes I feel like she crossed the line. But my biggest thing was my mom hit everywhere. My mom would pick up whatever, you know, she would see. And in her mind, and what she used to tell me is, I'm not doing this for you, for me. I'm doing this for you. Because if you don't understand that you're doing something wrong, then how are you going to know how to fix it? Um, I think that any punishment, the goal should be the child, A, understands what they did wrong, B, understands why what they did was wrong, and C, understands that it is not good to do it again or they shouldn't do it again. This is Not So Newlywed, hosted by Candace and Michael. I don't, I don't, I don't like how the idea of like someone wanting to be uh, with more than one person or wanting to, you know, have sex with other people is is almost like uh, a knock to either the woman or the man and, the, you know, the other partner in the yeah. relationship. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be. It's not it a knock to you. It's something that this person desires and it doesn't have anything to do Mommy. with not desiring you. It's yeah. just another aspect of that desire. Because we... We like variety. I mean, to be honest, we. You don't even want to eat the same shit. I was just about to say that. We've been married too long. You don't even like eating the same foods every day. You know what I'm saying? We all get to a point where, like, God damn, we'd have had everything chicken, fish, steak, shrimp, pork, uh, chips. Let's try something. Tacos, salmon. Let's, Let's figure out. Let's try something different. Uh, in terms of like people dating and, and kicking it and hanging out, there has been a lot of progression in terms of, you know, you single, have fun, have good sex, do this, do that. Um, I don't think that stigma has been fully stripped off of marriages and long-term relationships where, you know, couples are encouraged to figure out and constantly look at where they are at sexually with their partners you know it's kind of one of those things once you marry that's who you need to be fucking for the rest of your life you shouldn't want to fuck nobody else you shouldn't look at nobody else you shouldn't think about nobody else you shouldn't fantasize about this you shouldn't do that it's just that one person that you committed to for the long haul that's who you need to have all your fantasies and sexual desires about. And the truth of the matter is that is very unrealistic. And then in some cases you absolutely are still in love with the person, but you've gotten bored. You didn't know how to approach the conversation about wanting some variety, wanting to try some new things or coming together to meet in the middle and say, how can we spice things up in the in our bedroom and then you get scared to have a conversation so instead you take the the easiest route and that's the sneaking and creeping and meeting people on social media and you know going into you know facebook groups or like these freaky group chats that i guess exist on twitter i've never wanted to be a part of no shit like that but to each its own <laughs> but the things of that nature fake profiles on dating apps and, yeah. and shit like that and then you end up getting caught up and then you are still forced back to the conversation that you were too scared to have this is gay side stories hosted by curtis
Uh, I prefer the vape and uh, edibles. Listen, that edible sleep. Ooh, la la. Yes. Listen, I've been feeling, be feeling like them old school mattress giant commercials. Ooh, ah, <laughs> only a mattress giant. <laughs> I forgot about those. <laughs> Ooh, that edible sleep is something else. Mm. She's the one. And the two. Ooh. Damn. Mm-hmm. We and we and pizza and we just laughing and talking and all of a sudden we both look at each other and just bust our laughing because <laughs> mm. the other one had hit at the same time <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like bitch I can't hear <laughs> when this bitch get high he he like instantly goes deaf like I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> And when I get high, I just be wanting to talk about shit, and I be getting mad because the bitch ain't listening. <laughs> I really just could not. All I know is I just hear. <laughs> bitch, I turned to Foxy Brown. Uh uh-uh. uh. Foxy, you ain't gonna let me get on your good side. Okay, broken silence, bro. Oh, Inga, check your battery. <laughs> Flying down the highway with them sparks like the more you know star. <laughs> Sister can't drive on one wing. <laughs> wow. Okay, I'm gonna quit. I'm gonna quit. As y'all can see, it just hit him <laughs> like a freight train. Shut up. Like the midnight train to Georgia, even. Shout out to Gladness. Cause I said Gladness. Come on, Gladness. Yes, that's my drag name. <laughs> gladness. Yes. Call me Gladness. Lasat, you're on and fine. <laughs> gladness Evergreen. That's my. That's gonna be. That's gonna be my drag name. Gladness Evergreen. Yes. <laughs> your mix is playing. Your mix is playing. <laughs> Can you do something else? Yes. You know your numbers. Be out there like Alex from Noah's Ark. I, if I'm at a house that's smoke friendly, I don't smoke unless the host starts smoking, and I and I share what I have with the host. Mm. That's what I do. That's a good rule. That's a good rule. Mm. I don't really have any though. I've always kind of smoked around people that I trusted, so it was just like you know you didn't really have to worry about anything. Like, ain't nobody lacing the blunts or, you know, no fuck shit or nothing like that. Come so. on, bird. Are we getting the Amazon? Listen. Okay. Listen. That bird is trying to make his debut, okay? Okay. That bird said, I, too, am Susan Boyle. <laughs> I, I <got laughs> Get out. Get all the way out. I want us to to get into this place where we stop looking to our straight counterparts but i guess this mindset is so inherently baked into the fabric of us as people that until we have more examples of gay relationships people are going to keep looking towards the heterosexual ones no matter how problematic oh, yeah. it is no matter how much we don't have in common with them like some aspects of relationships of course are pretty universal and pretty standard but 
a lot of the times it's not just the basic stuff like respect me, treat me nice, you know, talk to me good, talk to me nice. Mm-hmm. It's respectability politics it's identity politics it's gender politics gender politics when there's only one gender in in the situation but i would even venture to say that it's not just i have been conditioned to look for and expect perfection in the next one and i want to exude perfection myself it's more so from what i've seen anyway not that that doesn't exist because it absolutely does but I also see a lot of I want perfect, but I want to be I want to be accepted the way I am. But I expect perfection mm-hmm. from my partner. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how much of that is due to us as gay men wanting a partner or expecting a partner's perfection to overcome our insecurities. And you're putting that burden on them to say, okay, well, I don't have to be insecure about this, that, and the other because look at my man. My man is fine. I just lifted both my hands just now. <laughs> In the sanctuary. <laughs> <laughs> Gay men are notoriously picky. We know that to be true. If you have not come across a whole bunch of picky men, then you probably are a picky man, whether you want to admit that or not. And that goes beyond just like the no fats, no films like. But I mean, this can even go to and I've talked about this before on the show, the pickiness of what kind of top that you want or bottom, I guess. But I more so see this from phallus takers, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas like my top got to be he got to be this tall. He got his his basketball oh, okay. shorts got to hang gotcha. this way. And he can't ever have sucked dick or touched the dick. He can't even touch his own dick. And you just like, and so you wonder why you don't have no tops to give you the, the, the pounding that you want. But look at all these hoops that they have to jump through. So yes, we know that gay men are picky. And I added the notorious part because it, it, it's extensive. Low key and I know a lot of people probably aren't ready for this conversation, but I'm going to say this anyway. And one day I'm going to come back to this conversation. But low key, when we're talking about this point and the pressure of being in relationships and this, that and the other, we can't ignore the fact that a lot of us see relationships as being only one way and we don't respect a lot of relationships that we see because we can't see ourselves in that type of relationship. Mm. But like I said, that's a, that's a topic for another day. (laughs) I think a lot of gay men buy into that Mm -hmm. idea that, like you said, we're all sex monsters. And a lot of those men start to feel like they're better than the next person because their body count is low. And it, (laughs) it's just, it gets really frustrating when you try to have these conversations because it doesn't, it doesn't mean just because somebody likes to have sex a lot, it doesn't mean that it's harder to date them. You just have to know what, you are or are not looking for. I mean, if you 
are looking for somebody who's going to be monogamous, then that's your set boundary. It, it doesn't make you a more desirable mate because that's what you want. We need to stop perpetuating the idea that all the good ones are either taken straight or live far away or aren't true tops. I added that last one because mm. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't see that. <laughs> the language we use when talking about dating needs to be positive and a beat. We have to stop confusing proper courting with endless casual sex. Okay. We have to keep working on ourselves, stay vulnerable, and allow our hearts to stay open even after we've experienced hurt and pain. Easier said than done, but I don't disagree. <laughs> we need to stop looking past the amazing men that are right in front of our faces and start understanding that the sex part of a relationship will evolve. Now that one, I don't necessarily disagree. I also feel like the personal experience and the hurt just jumped out. This is Ratchet Ramblings hosted by Candace, Curtis, and Jeremy. Maybe. I don't know. You know, I'm not out. Does life have high? No, my, let's just move on. He might. He, I don't know. What are they going to call? What they call? Jail bars? I don't know. Cemetery? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Death? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> um, that reminds me of that time he proposed to Carly and she fell out deep. <laughs> Why would you pro- anyway? Wrong Come show. Mm-hmm. We we speak not the bitches who must not be named. <laughs> 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 they have no power here. They shall not pass. <laughs> Fly you fools. <laughs> Well done, Curtis. Well done. <laughs> because I have a query. <laughs> and yes. I need assistance from my co-host and our listeners and our other co-host when she hears this. Mm-hmm. So Walt's girlfriend, what's her name? Jessica. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Heard it. Sorry. <laughs> She don't look like no Jessica. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, Jessica. Mm. Okay. <laughs> she don't know for real. I knew he was gonna say like Sherry, Charmin. No. You know, <laughs> Candy, something. I wasn't expecting Jessica, but um. I don't know if young Jessica looks more like KK from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta or Big Frida. Yes. So y'all sound off and y'all let me know. Because I was like, who does bitch look like? <laughs> she, I, mm, I'm mm. leaning more towards Big Frida. Yeah. Mm. Kwani, what's going on with your teeth, beloved? <laughs> Jeremy, do you know that video 
of that lady that bought those uh, fake dentures off that infomercial and she put them on. Those, oh, uh, maybe, nigga. Tell me Kwani teeth don't look like that. <laughs> you definitely look like you got your teeth from QVC. <laughs> QV teeth. You show title. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> right out with <laughs> <laughs> Come on with it. Don't Stormy kind of look like Gizmo? Gremlin, bitch. Yeah, he's not good enough. He obviously has some form of skills. He ob- He's good enough to play overseas and have some financial security if you if the league not calling just take your ass back to china mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And OG, if you want to be a wife so bad take your ass to china with him you about to retire so what does it matter he don't need to be in the league here y'all could go live live long and eat rice and sushi across the, the pond you don't have to be here well and- maybe she can't because well. mm. you know they scared of Godzilla over there so <laughs> Curtis I was about to say when a wild <laughs> Curtis <laughs> oh man let Ooh. me tell you something bitch I've been waiting to get to this and y'all about to call me all types of pieces of shit, but I'm okay with that. Bitch, if you ever in your life put on that much lingerie not to go suck somebody dick, we gonna fight. (laughs) 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 We is really, really, really gonna have it out because I'm not Phoebe. You cannot do shit to me with your bare hands. I will beat you the fuck up. But you didn't can't, you didn't put on all this goddamn uh, Frederick's of Hollywood lingerie and sat at that motherfucking table to eat some mangoes. Bitch, I will bust you in your nose. For real. Because <laughs> I really thought y'all was finna get to the action. He came in the door, you twisting and turning, he looking all crazy, and you motherfuckers then sat there and talk about him having to sit in the middle seat on the fucking plane. Fuck y'all. Okay, bitch, you ugly, but from the neck down, you do got some work. I just knew you was finna go get your back blued out. You but you sat there. Do some work. I, she sat down and ate a bowl of strawberries. Fuck you. Y'all wasted everybody goddamn time. That was a scene we did not care about. Mm. I thought I thought this was one of them little quick scenes, you know, where it, they show it and then go right back to commercial. Imagine my surprise when that wasn't the case and you sitting there in full fuck me attire not getting fucked. Girl, don't play in my face like that. <laughs> I ain't never cared for no shit like that. Not ever. Bitch, you could have did all of that in your uh, sweats. Yeah. Well, a waste. I can't disagree. Also, call me ugly. Thank you so much. Shout out to you, Shawnee O'Neal. I'm sure your dispensary will be lovely and probably overpriced. Um... <laughs> 
So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody finna buy that bullshit, bitch. No, that was her it. It's not gonna be me, but they, it you, won't be. It you won't build be it, me. they will come, but it probably won't be me. If I'm ever in LA, I might stop in. But when you talk about window shopping, that will be my middle name. For y'all to be sharing a bed and and be in this position, be so off kilter, it just confuses me. The sex must be outstanding. Got to because this is definitely well. Because I just toxic. don't so, codependency. Maybe I don't know. Like, yeah, I, that codependency sex hit different. I guess. I guess so. I guess the codependency is like sprinkling a little parsley on the sex. <laughs> mm-hmm. Parsley mm. pussy, if you will. Mm-hmm. It don't add no flavor. No. <laughs> Curtis. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's what the cook say. <laughs> Chef Twitter said parsley don't add no flavor profile when you when you garnish with it. Let's move on because I just had a screen shade on it. Let's move on. Oh, okay. Sorry. I don't know what type of stripper whisperer you think you trying to be always treating these girls like shit, but we'll pass. Listen, we really will. Alone. We will take a rain check on you, bitch. Yes, mm. we will be taking a rain check, Stormy Von Zant. We don't want it. You took the words out of my mouth, Curtis. She definitely gives me a bitch named Rhonda energy. Definitely. And the fact that, girl, this is episode four. That shit that happened at your house, air quote, happened in episode two. Why the fuck you still talking? about Lily, girl she ain't worried about you at all that's why she's mm. still talking about her because mm. stormy well. used to ruffling people feathers and she think that that means that that makes her a better businesswoman and a better bitch because she quote-unquote tells it like it is girl shut the fuck up the only reason you still doing that shit is because you probably haven't gotten your ass beat but you keep it up and that might change <laughs> Mm. And I'm going to be in full support of it if someone beat your ass on this show. Because the way you talk to people, the disrespect that you give. is going to be the hands that they gave to your face. Okay. The yeah. disrespect that you give will lead to the hands that you deserve, bitch. Because mm. at every opportunity, when Ashley has a chance, she lashes out with purpose and, and intent. And has for 84 goddamn years. And nothing has ever stopped her from that. And from the preview, it looked like she get into it with Karen again. So where's all this change that y'all keep toting around that y'all are doing? Where right. is it, Effie? Mm-hmm. Effie, we all got pain and it seems like you're still inflicting the sound. Okay, so what is true? from what I can see, it seems like you're still the fat-ass, loud Effie that you always been. Mm-mm. You know what, that... Mm. Well, I mean, we don't say it enough, so. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Effie. <laughs> Sorry, Effie, you didn't deserve it. <laughs> My bad, dream girl. <laughs> My bad, dream girl is fucking hilarious. That's good, Giselle. Listen, that's good, Giselle. Like, no friend. She just wants some. She just won't. Every, she wants every bit of Karen's information so she can turn around and use that information yep. to shade and drag her. Because she she messy, she lonely, 
and she don't have shit going for herself worthwhile. Like, I'm not saying that Giselle don't have things going on, but they clearly are not things that she give a hot fuck about because it's not fulfilling her. It's Mm. not stopping her for being a messy piece of bitch. Mm. Shit. So it's like, you need to look within, beloved, because Karen... For all of her issues and faults is doing exactly what it is that she wants to be doing right now and doing it the way she wants to be doing it. Giselle can't say the same thing. And Karen is living the life that Giselle wants to be living, if we're going to be honest. Because mm. while Karen makes questionable wig choices, she got the money to make them. Mm. Not everybody can say that, Senora Pinti Cruza. Curtis. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There was no Hispanic element to that at all. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> you, you know what? You just go do that and look at that just how you will. Go ahead, friend. <laughs> don't give up on me. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Why has thou forsaken me? <laughs> Remember me different. Curtis. <laughs> when the racism seeps from one person's skin to the next. Racism osmosis. God damn. <laughs> damn, that's fucked up. My bad, y'all. <laughs> when the sism and the vape hit at the same time. I'ma edit that out. <laughs> snip snip. <laughs> This whole therapy thing, this whole air quote rebrand jacket, get up in therapy, she's doing better. All this shit has been performance and and, an act. Mm -hmm. Because even when you quote unquote doing better, you can't help but stay your ass out, stay your ass in mess, Jackie. So have you really changed? No. You think you're fooling people. You think you you think them neck rings are blinding, but they're not, bitch. And we have bling bling. Every time them necks tingling. <laughs> Bitch, you should be dazzle your neck and just turn it into something a little less ugly. Mm-hmm. She's going to be doing a whole hell of a lot. Do, she ain't going to do nothing but look like a disco ball if she do that. Mm. Mm. Well, it's better than her neck looking like a flashlight now. Well, damn. No, no, never mind. I'm sorry no. I said that. Damn. Mm. Oh, is that what it is, Doug? Let me know. Like, I'm just real curious. Uh, is that your kink, Doug? Neck, neck flesh? Uh-uh. Mm. Listen. He like, it's the most <laughs> succulent meat. Curtis, <laughs> <laughs> please stop talking. <laughs> if you think I'm going down on this motherfucker by myself today, you are sadly mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> I had to stop myself because Candy said stay tuned and I was about to say bitch but <laughs> I was like let me not call the listeners no you was about to get you was about to get out there <laughs> the vape just hit <laughs> damn that's fucked up I was on some trash and the vape hadn't I hadn't even vaped yet. Well, Damn. Your mind. Did I say 
Basketball wise. Jackie. Jackie, that's it. That's the tweet. Mmm. That's crazy as hell. Shit, now that I think about it, she literally was the episode. Now that I think about it. Oh, I'm sitting up here talking about what happened on the episode. Like, I don't have notes. Girl. Vape. Kwame and OG is an ugly couple. Child. Mm Mm-hmm. She want to be a stepford wife so bad. Mm. Them kids going to be so ugly. Mm. They mm. definitely are. Mommy, wow. I'm an ugly child now. Damn. <laughs> Curtis. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they, You're doing amazing, friend. I mean, I'm going to hold out hope. Because like I said, sometimes ugly people make pretty babies. This is Crown and Collards, hosted by Jeremy, Will, and Bianca. I typically don't cheat unless she's on her cycle and in a stank mood. Oh, God. I never get caught, but this last time I did. Mm. Big fight. She forgave me. All was good until I caught her five-year-old son putting bleach in my food. She won't punish him. Advice. I don't see what the problem is. Sound like that young sound like that little boy has his head on straight. You're doing amazing, sweetie. Same. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have I mean good I don't, I don't know what I don't know what you want me to tell you, player. Sound it sounds like that's a real nigga look, looking after his mama. That's what it fucking sounds like to me. That sounds like excellent parenting. Yes, you young lady, you are doing amazing raising your son. That you are well done, man. Well done. You get a standing over from me. I don't know what to tell you. Sound like she doing an expert job parenting, you bitch ass nigga you. Cause that kid know you've been cheating. At least Russell Wilson has not been injured every year. But thank God, you know, not knock on wood. Listen, who I'm I'm knocking on some wood on that one. I mean Sierra knocking on his wood, but that's a whole nother conversation for another day. Um Oh, you know um, they, they they fucking like rabbits. Yeah, that's probably why he in such good goddamn shape. <laughs> that's why he knows how to get away from. <laughs> okay, he, a quarterback sneak indeed. I tell you what, a, thir- a third and long indeed. Talk about a forty yard touchdown. Okay, <laughs> right down the seam. Okay, right. <laughs> Talk. <laughs> Talk about running running the slot, I tell you what. Oh man. You know what, King? I'm going to say that you need to step up to the plate and Stab that dentist. Stab, <laughs> stab that dentist, but you also need to step up to the plate. And if she gonna be wifey, listen, niggas need nick niggers wanna lead and won't people to submit to them so bad this is a perfect opportunity for you to step up to the plate and get her and her family dental care the get proper her to dental- submit to invisalign <laughs> <laughs> why the fuck you bothering us about this Dave Chappelle, boy, fuck you. You are delusional. Get your shit together and get in somebody's psychiatrist's office immediately because this shit is not acceptable. As you were saying, my friend.
that. I agree. Um, but yeah, y'all don't really fuck with our queer brethren and trans sister like y'all say y'all do for retweets to seem like y'all better people. Um, that's one. Number two, a lot of y'all really do not fuck with comedy like y'all claim y'all do. Because if you really did fuck with comedy like y'all say y'all do, you would know, like my friends will just say, motherfuckers have been making motherfuckers laugh without being dickheads and being purposefully offensive for years. And two, if being purposefully offensive and saying wild shit is the only form of comedy that you think is out there or that you think is worthy of your respect or like that's comedy, then you, again, you don't really fuck with comedy like you claim you do. I wish KFC would go out of business for one, being trash and two, interrupting my goddamn lunch and three, fuck y'all. Oh, the so, anger is, is real here. Let, who, who, listen, because also, I'm a nigga. I love to eat. I love lunch. These bastards were blocking my goddamn lunch. Now, I got the shit eventually, but the point being that I was inconvenienced and the fact that it was KFC and people who eat at KFC that were inconveniencing me, I feel like I should beat everybody ass. You know, I can truthfully understand that scenario because I, too, would be quite offended if a whole bunch of people were holding me up just to eat something made out of 89 Toyota Corolla CarMax. Listen, you share my pain. You share my pain. It's vegan. There's no meat in it. Yeah, there's no meat in it. It's vegan KFC for crying out fucking loud. What the fuck? CarMax don't have meat in them. Uh, All right. A week before I was set to leave my country for USA, I had sex with my side chick. The condom broke. She said she was going to the clinic. Okay. Didn't speak to her for like three months. Then girl hit me talking about she pregnant. What the fuck? Bitch. (laughs) What did we just tell you niggas about fucking with the side chick raw, huh? Listen. Didn't Listen. we tell y'all when you fucking with a side chick, you need to put aside abortion money because it is inevitable that you are going to get juiced one way or another. Either you're going to get the side chick pregnant for real or you're going to get the side chick pregnant for fake and she's going to get that money out of your hands. For real? The condom broke. Yeah, okay. You ain't break that condom out the wrapper. That's what happened. Niggas, niggas love claiming that the condom broke then. And from our Patreon, this is The Portal, hosted by Michael and Candace. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. How, how did you uh, like it? I did enjoy it, actually. It starts off, like, real action-packed, so that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, one of the things that can make an anime slow, to me, is kind of like that build-up to some action. And I'm not saying, like, it's got to be, like... The Equalizer, because we just watched that. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, when you're trying to pull in a new watcher, new audience, um, you don't necessarily always have time for that Naruto-type setup. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you, it came in, like... Yeah, it came in right in guns the Guns blazing, it. Yeah. literally. It comes in right in the thick of it. I, I quite enjoyed that, too. Um, I wouldn't say it's like my favorite, like it's not the greatest anime that I've seen so far, uh, but it is enjoyable. It is a, a good watch. This is Backwoods Burn Book hosted by Jeremy. Here's my issue with Dave. 
Here's my issue with Dave. He is trying so hard to make things funny that he could make funny if he actually gave a fuck to make them funny. Like, I, if Dave actually took the time to understand the, the queer community, like, really understand the queer community, I feel like he definitely could make jokes about the queer community. But the thing is this. One, first of all, that's already a te- that's already a very tight line when you're a privileged person making jokes about marginalized people. This is the Weekly Wind Down, hosted by Candace and Curtis. A New Jersey woman burns down the house of a man who called her for sex at 4 a.m. and then fell asleep. So first and foremost, when I read this, <laughs> when I read this headline, I w- I don't want to say triggered because I think that has shifted into the problematic realm. But, um, I I had a flashback of an instance when I dragged my loins across the vast city that is Houston <laughs> only for a motherfucker to have fallen asleep and motherfucker wakes up when I'm like 75% of the way home like oh my bad I fell asleep you can come through no oh they love it you can still come through <laughs> excuse me you've already wasted my time and my gas okay that's time that I could have been at home eating something on the Netflix I could have been sleeping right and I don't know who's going to hear it and who's going to receive it, but it's been on my heart since this all came, since I saw it. And I I saw close personal friends coming out with the, the defense or just the statement to say it was funny, period. Like, it's funny. It's funny. It's funny. He a comedian. It's funny. And I'm going to be honest, that really hurt my heart. Like, not even a, it, it's funny, but I can see why the trans community might not fuck with this. It, I feel like it was funny, but I can see why this group of people may not fuck with it. It wasn't even that. It was just like, it's funny period. And y'all don't have no reason to critique it. That really hurt my, that it really hurt my heart. I'm gonna be honest because it just reminded me. It was like a slap in the face, a reminder that majority of the people that we surround ourselves with that are not in the community never truly understand what it is that we go through because it doesn't happen to them. It's not their struggle. Little comments like that and feelings like that. It's like throwing salt in the wound, knowing that it's people that are, that are close to us that feel that way. Like we don't have a reason to be upset about this joke. Why? Because it's Dave Chappelle. Why? Because it's, it's supposed to be comedy. Like, Comedy is not above critique itself. The only part that I really want to touch on is his commentary on the LGBTQ community. My theory is, is that he likens the community to being supremely sensitive and not being able to take a joke. The community can take a joke when it's funny. What you were saying wasn't funny. And I don't understand this idea that people in the community have had any concessions for them handed to them 
because they complain or they whine or they sensitive or this, that, and the third. Um, that's not it. People in the community have literally had to fight for every freedom or any type of justice that they've received. They did not just get it from whining and complaining. They've had to be out on these picket lines. They've had to be at ground surface doing the footwork. This didn't just happen overnight because the world got sensitive. The world didn't get sensitive. They refused to lay down and be mistreated and uh, you know, not allowed to live as who they are. Just because straight black men got comfortable and complacent and they was that y'all have been allowed to start fucking white women in peace, you feel that other people are getting a leg up on you. The community has a leg up. They're respected more. Their fi- their feelings and opinions and it's bullshit. It's total bullshit. Black men received a huge wake up call and black people in general, in light of Trayvon Martin, Mike Brown, and all these other situations that basically had a domino effect once one took place. And then y'all was like, "Oh shit, these crackers still hate us." We better keep fighting. Meanwhile, y'all had gotten complacent. You got some voting rights. Y'all have been able to get good jobs in these in the Obama economy and be able to support your families. Fuck white women and non-black women and, and you know, feel like you dating and doing something extremely exotic. Meanwhile, the community has still been fighting because they are still constantly at danger. Thank you again for supporting Flawless Noises Media Network. You can go to our website, FlawlessNoises.com, for more information. If you want to buy some merch, you can also do that at our website or go directly to FlawlessNoises.com store. We have merch from Ratchet Ramblings, Mama Meets World, Gay Side Stories, and the network with more to come. Again, our Patreon is patreon.com slash flawless noises. You can go there for bonus content, including audio and video. Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound.